Uh, well, uh, thanks everyone for coming. Uh, I guess as you guys know, it's uh, uh, I guess a time that we set aside uh, so that yeah we can just kind of introduce ourselves, uh, have you guys get to know a little bit about us, and I know you guys uh, submitted some questions, and so maybe we can see if we can kind of go through um, some of those um, as well. Uh, sorry if we don't get to go through all of them, but yeah, I mean you're more than welcome to kind of talk to us about that or, or just anything else um, that might come up um, anytime. Uh, so before we begin, oh, we have some others. Yeah, hold on. Uh, so um, while we're waiting um, for, I think Bill is coming, uh, why don't we just, if, if everyone can just kind of move up a little bit, uh, and just make it a little bit easier. It looks like, uh, yeah, <laughs> we're like talking to people very far away. Thank you, if you can. Is this working? Yes, it is. Um, so let's start with a word of prayer. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for letting us come and worship you and, and to fellowship with one another. Uh, we just praise you for being a God who uh, is wise. You know that, uh, that all of us need each other, and you're just so wise to even have the, the uh, church. Uh, you know that none of us can, can follow you um, well just all by ourselves, that we need uh, encouragement of others to, um, to pour into our lives and for us to pour into their lives. Uh, we just thank you for this time that we can uh, share a few things and um, hopefully uh, um, that everyone would be encouraged, both everyone uh, in the audience as well as uh, everyone in the panel. Uh, we just pray for your um, guidance and, and uh, um, that you would uh, help all of us to um, be right with you, to walk closely with you, even as a result of uh, uh, some of the things that are said this evening. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, so the questions were, um, the questions were, oh, sorry, okay, right you're on. supposed to have your testimony. Okay. How do you minister or witness to your family? Uh, how did you meet, date, and get married? Right. Uh, your college attendance, what fellowship did you do? Uh, did, did you have any good Christian friends? And how did you grow and use the time well or not? Uh, I left that out at first. And uh, what, what was post-college life like? Um, how did you balance you know, uh, everything you're doing, um, your, your work, your church involvement, et cetera? So that's, that's the, that's the, that was the basic. Okay. Uh, and then um, there were a whole bunch of questions on the uh, other thing, which I didn't write down yours. Right, yeah, I, I did get a glimpse of those. Right. Yeah, thanks, Bill. Do you mind? Yeah, yeah thanks. Um, yeah, hey guys, um, this is this is kind of a kind of a interesting and kind of a neat time. You guys can get to know us a little bit, um, but I suppose in terms of testimony for for me, I, I'll speak on behalf of Laura. She's she she Fridays are Fridays are a little tough, so she wasn't able to to make it out to join you guys, but. She has some words that she, she did give me, so I'll convey those um, in a little bit. But as far as testimony, I actually grew up in a, a Buddhist home. Um, my parents came from Taiwan. They immigrated from Taiwan in the early 80s. I was born here. I was born in L.A. Um, don't hold it against me. <laughs> and, yeah, we were a very uh, a devout Buddhist family. Um, we had the uh, the statues in the house. Uh, we would do 
you know, uh, we would pray to Buddha. Uh, we would have the incense and, and all of that. Uh, my mom would take me and my brother to the temple um, as we were children. And so we would, uh, we were regularly there. Um, and so that was, a, that was a very significant portion of our lives early on. Um, but by God's grace, I had a neighbor who lived in the same apartment complex that we lived in, another, another boy, um, and we were in grade school, and we would play all the time together. Um, he was, interestingly, he was kind of a bully. You know, he would put our gum in my hair, like, all the time, you know, and, and all, all sorts of stuff. But, I mean, well, through God's grace, I mean, he works through everybody, right? It's not, it's, <laughs> it's the message. It's not necessarily the messenger. And so uh, he invited me to a Christian Boy Scout program, actually. Um, and that's where I first heard the gospel. Um, the, the program is called Royal Rangers. I'm not sure if any of you guys have ever heard of it, but it's nationwide. Um, and it's, 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 it was pretty good, you know, um, as opposed to like Boy Scouts of America, which might highlight uh, good works, right, and in, in being a good person. Um, the, uh, this, this Christian Boy Scout program really, I mean, it highlighted the gospel. And so, so that's where I, I, I came to faith. Um, yeah, and over time, uh, my family, they were saved as well. It, it was kind of a um, parallel at the same time. It was in the early 90s and when I, I came to faith and my parents had friends from Taiwan who had moved to the States who also came to faith. One of my mom's high school friends, like she, a total firecracker, I mean, you think my mom is 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 nuts, but this this lady is like berserk, right? And she was like, you know, really just you know intensely evangelized to my mom over and over, and you know, and she, she lived in L.A. and we moved up to the Bay Area at the time, and they would make trips like it seemed like I saw them every weekend. They kept coming, you know, and and then my mom would like so the her friend would give her Bibles, and my mom would tear them to pieces and throw them away, you know, because because we were a Buddhist family. You know, um, but but by God's grace, yeah, He softened her heart and and my my father's heart, and so um, yeah. At that time, I I was in fourth grade or fourth or fifth grade, and and so our family um, one by one came to, came to saving knowledge of of the gospel and embraced Christ as our Lord and Savior, and. Um, yeah, as for Laura, uh, I know that her family uh, also, interestingly, also uh, immigrated from Taiwan as well. Um, they were, I mean, pretty much agnostic. Um, her parents are very, uh, very well educated. Uh, her dad has a PhD in, in physical chemistry. And um, yes, and uh, yeah, and, and and over time, through high school, uh, she was exposed to church through friends uh, from school. And um, and then so she started attending church, but then, you know, a fellowship just with her friends, her, her parents, not really. Um, but then uh, eventually her parents started attending this Bible study at this, that church. 
Um, but then there was a lot of pressure to become baptized, and that kind of was a turnoff for them. And so, um, evidently, they, they didn't have uh, they, they didn't have a saving faith at the time, and so they kind of wandered from from the church, not from the faith, because they didn't have it. They wandered from from the church, um, and then Laura really got into basketball, and, and so that. That became life for her, and so Friday nights was always game nights for her high school team, and so she couldn't uh, attend fellowship anymore. So she she drifted herself. Um, so, but in God's timing, in college, kind of brought her back, and and so I actually ran into her uh, in college, and so I guess that's that goes to our the next section, meet and how we met and started dating. So we we were uh, friends through a bunch of mutual friends in the dorms. And so it's interesting because so it was my group of friends, a bunch of engineers, you know, total total nerds, you know, all of us. And and we didn't really hang out with girls. <laughs> but then uh, there was Laura and her roommate who who knew one of our mutual friends and then she was kind of kind of thrown into the mix. So we would eat together in dorms, we'd hang out. Um, and it's interesting because it's a group of, of, of non-believers and believers. So it was, it was pretty sweet. Um, and over the course of that time, it, it, it was really precious seeing uh, three of our friends come to faith over, over those years in school. And so it was, it was very sweet. But so we started, eventually we started dating um, and in, in college. And it was I mean, it, it was it, it was it was a sweet time, you know, just being able to uh, just share so much of uh, so many so many of these experiences together while we were in school, you know, playing intramural sports, going to the fellowship together, going to church together, you know, cooking together, you know, hanging out with with the friends and, and whatnot. Um, but yeah, dating was um, it, it was yeah it, it was a it was a good time. We we thought we would. Uh, stay in LA we thought that we would finish school graduate kind of get get married and just kind of settle down in West LA which we seem which seemed like like the normal progression of a lot of our friends who were older at the time uh, who were in the same fellowship that we were um, and um, but you know through various circumstances I uh, God called us to come back home I, I wanted to well I needed to spend time with my brother we had a passing in the family um, like uh, both my grandparents and, and and my brother was going through some things and and so he was uh, on the cusp of, of going into college he, he was you know he was uh, high school you know he was with the football team and just not the best influences in his life at the time um, but but yeah so we, we came back we moved back to the Bay Area and then in time we got married um, that was 2010 was when we got married and um, it's been a it's been a blessing, but uh, I think I'll, I'll probably pass the mic for now and <laughs> touch on other things later. I don't want to just uh, bore you guys with my story. Okay, uh, so I'm Tim, and uh, this is Tiffany. So I'll share my testimony, and then uh, we'll have Tiff share hers. Uh, so uh, I grew up in a Christian home. So I grew up, born and raised here in San Francisco. Um, I live just kind of not that far, uh, like on, yeah, just kind of, yeah, just in the, in this area in the sunset. So, um, yeah, my 
parents um, were Christians, uh, and so um, I grew up going to church. Uh, we went to a church uh, in Chinatown, uh, so I've been going there. You know, they've been going there for, for a long time, uh, and then uh, so I started going there uh, once they had me. Uh, and then I guess uh, over the years, like, my dad's job changed a little bit because he was a muni bus driver, so his shifts would kind of change periodically, and so he would have to sometimes uh, work on Sundays, uh, and then uh, so then my mom would be the one to drive us or drive me to church, uh, and then I guess um, yeah I guess at a certain time well I mean she uh, became pregnant with my sisters uh, so it was kind of rough and so she had to be bed bound for um, a few months prior to my sisters being born um, and so it was hard for us to get to church and so um, it was at that time that. Um, one of my school friends, I guess, somehow they they knew or they just decided to invite me to come here to SFBC, uh, probably when I was in probably like grade school. And so uh, ever since then, I've just kind of been coming here um, to this church. Uh, and in terms of yeah, me um, coming to Saving Faith, uh, that's a little hard to say. I, I can't really pinpoint. I know like growing up, I kind of had a lot of trouble trying to figuring this out too, just like, oh, when exactly did I come to Saving Faith? Because um, it's, you know, it's just kind of all around me, you know, wherever wherever I go, you know, we went, you know, to church, I had a Christian school, you know, a Christian Chinese school, so pretty much every day was, you know, just surrounded by, you know, everything kind of, you know, pretty, pretty Christ-centered, um, and so that's kind of all I knew, um, so yeah, I can't really say exactly when it was that I became a Christian, but um, yeah, I'm just really thankful for just the way that, you know, God had, you know, placed me in that situation to where, you know, I wouldn't be able to know anything else because, yeah, I kind of find it really hard to believe that, you know, if I grew up a non-Christian, how there would be any way that I would become a Christian and believe, you know, the things of the gospel or the things of the Bible to be true. Um, so, um, but, you know, but thankfully, you know, this was God's way of saving me, and so, and, and bringing me to this church, and so, um, that's kind of how I wound up here, so I've been coming here for, yeah, quite a while, uh, and yeah, I'll just go ahead and, yeah, let Tiff tell her story. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Tiffany, uh, Tim's wife, and that's our son, Isaiah. He's also over there in the aisle. <laughs> but, yeah, so... For me, um, also born and raised in a Christian family, um, I grew up in Fremont, so um, still in the Bay Area, and um, yeah, we attended a church in San Jose, and my parents were um, both very involved in the church, um, so I just grew up thinking I was a Christian. I, I thought you just like, you're just like born as a Christian if you're born into a Christian family, um, but we eventually changed churches um, around like junior high, like sixth grade, around that time, um, and it was at that church that I was then in the youth group, and I saw um, what real Christians really looked like, and um, and I realized that they had something that I didn't have, and I saw um, people who seemed to love God and care about the Bible and pay attention during sermons, and um, and I think that was when I realized what a Christian really was and that I wasn't that. Um, and I think it was um, similar to Tim. It's hard to pinpoint exactly when it was um, that I became a 
a believer, but I think it was at a junior high camp because um, I think that's when, uh, I mean, I always knew, you know, the basic truths of the gospel and I, I believed it, but um, I think it was at that junior high camp that I really made um, a commitment to um, just want to live my life for Christ and, um, and just, um, I just took my faith a lot more seriously from that point on. Um, and then I went to, eventually I went to college um, at UCSD, and I was a part of a um, on-campus fellowship there that was really um, just Christ-centered, gospel-centered, and I think it was there that um, my understanding of the gospel really deepened um, through one of the staffers there who really invested in me and really taught me um, it really helped me to see my depravity. Um, I think before I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a Christian, or I'm a sinner. Yeah, I've done bad things before, um, but nothing really that bad, you know. But I think um, in college I became more introspective to really understand just the motivations of my heart or the desires of my heart, what I was living for a lot of times. Um, and I think I, I realized that it was for myself. It wasn't for God. And um, I think I, I truly understood how depraved I was and um, how much I really deserved hell. And I think that when I understood that, um, then the gospel became, it truly became good news. Um, and I just under, finally understood what God's grace really looked like and that he saved me from, um, um, from eternal condemnation. And I was just so thankful, and I think my eyes were just truly open to um, how amazing God's grace is. Um, so after that, um, I attended the Resolved Conference, um, which was really um, eye-opening and life-changing also, and from there, I started going to Lighthouse Bible Church um, in San Diego, and that was way back in the day when there was only one Lighthouse Bible Church that existed, um, Pastor John, Pastor Pat. Um, and I think from that church, I really learned the importance of the local church in um, a Christian's life. Um, so I think from that church, I learned what it looks like to invest in the local body, to serve the, the church. Um, and after San Diego, I went to L.A. for nursing school and to work as a nurse. Um, so I ended up at a church called IBC Emmanuel Bible Church. Um, and I think at that church, um, those pastors really taught me um, what it means to, or that the Christian life can be lived in, it, it can be lived out in different ways. People can honor and glorify God in different ways, and um, it's not for us to judge one another or to impose our convictions upon one another, um, but they just really taught me what it looks like to be gracious towards one another, um, that we could pursue Christ. Um, and pursue God together, but um, it can look differently for different people. Um, so I'm really thankful for um, how they just really helped me kind of balance out my view of um, what it looks like to be a Christian. Um, and after that, I eventually moved back to Fremont, and um, and then I eventually met Tim, and uh, we got married, and after we got married, then I started coming to SFBC. Um, so been like almost eight years um, but yeah that's kind of my story did, did you guys want to go ahead and talk about what
post-college life is like? You know, you, all of you guys. All right. Sorry, that's my fault. Okay. Um, I'm Kathy. And my first exposure to church was probably when I was three or four years old. Um, my parents would drop uh, my brother, sister, and I off at the local, I think it was a Presbyterian church. My dad was a grocer, he owned his own business. He would just drop, her off, drop us off and pick us up. And um, that was my first exposure to church. I have no recollection of what I did there, except that I had a coin to put in the offering plate. Uh, that was the first recollection. Second recollection, move fast forward to Oakland. That was in Richmond, California. Now we're in Oakland, California. Um, and pretty much the same scenario, our family, friends, went to a church and my parents dropped us off at a church on Sunday mornings and then he went to work and then we make our way back home. And uh, I don't remember too much about that church either, uh, but eventually we stopped going because it wasn't interesting. Um, and okay, the next exposure to Christianity was when my sister was invited to church uh, by one of her classmates and I was later and she was invited to a Friday night fellowship and later I was invited to go to I believe a, a uh, VBS and it was then that I started attending church on a regular basis and I had um, I had ideas about uh, I learned about um, what Christianity was but I still didn't remember a whole lot but um, church became part of my life. I attended regularly. Um, I went to Sunday school. I went to Sunday service. Um, but um, I think, like, same thing as Tim and Tiff, I never really remembered ever accepting Christ as my personal Savior. I did all the church things. I probably even taught Sunday school. <laughs> um, and I went to Friday night fellowships. Um, but it wasn't until high school, after my sister had gone away to college, she came back, and I knew there was God, because when I would lose things, I would pray to God, or when I was, felt I was in crisis, I would pray to God. So I knew there was God, um, but, and I knew there was Jesus Christ, the Bible, and you're supposed to read the Bible. But uh, as to ever really accepting Christ, I don't think I ever, I don't ever recall doing that until my sister came home from college one day and she just kind of told me you know uh, you only have to accept Jesus Christ into your life once and I'm like oh I've never I don't think I've ever done that so I decided at that point that I would accept Jesus Christ as my savior and then I would have a point that I know that I did that day and it was from that day on that um, I accepted Christ as my savior. I'm not gonna say that I knew exactly how he was gonna act in my life and how invested I was in him, but that was uh, the point that I uh, believed that I accepted Christ. And the journey of Christian life has 
taken a lifetime for me. It's not an overnight thing, and um, and there's a lot of things I've learned along the way, and I am still learning along the way um, of what God wants to teach me. So I'm still on the road of doing a lot of learning. Uh, so I, I grew up in a home where um, we, we didn't, you know, we didn't even talk about God. Um, um, so one of our neighbors uh, uh, said to told my mother, "You should, you should send your uh, your children to, to church." Um, and uh, at least for me, my older sisters uh, were were also told uh, by one of our, our my family family friends that you should they should go to church because it's a good thing for them. Uh, so, but but that, you know, um, and we went to different churches. My sisters went to different churches than, than I went to, and and, uh, uh, and I never really heard the gospel. Um, uh, and, and somehow or other, um, I think uh, my sisters were invited to come to uh, what later on became San Francisco Bible Church. Uh, it was you know, a, a mission a church plant or, or something like that when they were starting. Uh, and so they were actually my two sisters are among the first ones that that were in this church, uh, in San Francisco Bible Church. So I, I watched them for a while, and I said, "Oh, this is kind of different than what my experience is." Um, so so um, when I was in junior high school, I, I went. Um, I, I, there was a junior high club that was started here, uh, very small, but uh, I came, uh, and that was the first time I really heard the gospel, and uh, uh, and then that. There's one particular meeting where I actually heard it that uh, that that we have to actually tell Jesus that we're um, that we're sinners and that we have to uh, and that and what Jesus did because uh, because of, um, of of our sins and that if I would believe in Him then uh, I would have uh, um, I would be able to go to heaven and so um, so that evening I actually talked to my oldest sister and, and she kind of. Led me through that, uh, and, and I, I actually accepted Christ that that evening uh, after a junior high club meeting here. Uh, well, it wasn't this building, but uh, at San Francisco Bible Church. Um, and so, so I became a believer, and I'm pretty sure I could point to that that date, at that time, um, uh, um, you know, when I was in junior high, junior high school. Which is, of course, nobody here really knows what a junior high school is, except it's a middle school. Okay, uh, although. Wait a minute! I take I take that back. I was, it was ninth grade, which I guess nowadays is high school. But those days, junior high school was seventh, eighth, and ninth grade, and then high school was tenth, eleventh, and twelfth. So, so that it really, really dates me. Um, but um, uh, anyway, so that's how I came to, became a believer. Thank you guys for sharing your testimonies. Um, so, just for just for uh, everyone to know, um, the point of of them even sharing their testimonies was for us to see um, some, of, some of us came to faith later in life, maybe in college or post-college. Um, some of us were, have been exposed uh, to the gospel from, you know, from when we were born. And so we have a, a wide range of, you know, our counselors heard the gospel, some from their parents and their families and others um, through, yeah, through friends and, uh, and just at different points. So um, again, the whole point of tonight should have done this from the get-go, but the whole point of tonight is to see um, just the variety of ways God's worked in our counselors' lives so that if we, um, if we, yeah, we can also uh, seek counsel from them and even just uh, talk with them, um, yeah, about maybe things we're going through and we can feel uh, more connected with them. 
Um, so in line with that, um, so we've heard about how they came to Saving Faith. And again, you guys can go in whatever order. I just want to ask the group, um, could you share um, a period in your life where you felt um, where you felt was just a really important time of spiritual growth. It could have been in high school when maybe you, you start questioning whether you were saved. It could be in college or post-college. Um, and so that goes into sort of why we asked you guys what your uh, college and post-college life was like. So I'll let you guys go in whatever order, but could you share um, what that time of spiritual growth looked like for each of you? Um, and not everyone has to answer, not because we don't want to, but we're not under a time schedule, but I'll just let you guys go. And I'll give it to Brian, but he does not have to go first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I think, um, well, I, I think there, there I, I think there was a moment and there was also just just a, a phase, I suppose, that was significant. Uh, one was in high school. I, I know that there, there was, um, yeah, in, in high school, I, I had some, a very close, a tight-knit group of uh, friends from church. And so it was, um, it was a very cohesive group that we, we knew each other since junior high, you know, and um, there's only like four, it was like five of us, four or five of us, and over the course of the years in high school, I mean, you know, early on, we were, we, you know, I, I, I felt like we were very uh, fired up about God and in our our faith. And I mean, with uh, one one of these guys, he was my best friend. We would write worship songs together, and that was kind of the thing that we used to do. And he played piano, I played guitar. We would do worship together. And um, but his mom passed away. Um, later on in high school, and it uh, totally upended his, his life uh, and his faith. And so um, in time, he just grew tremendously bitter towards God um, and yeah, didn't want anything to do with him. Um, and at the same time, uh, the, the other, some of the other friends, you know, I don't know, just in high school at that time, uh, I would say, you know, they, they decided they were going to pursue the world. And so, so I, I was kind of left, uh, felt like I was left holding the bucket, you know, um, there. And, and my, my close group was, was just gone. And so um, that was a, 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 a real reality check time for me. And I still remember one time, I, I, pulled, I found this index card, this, this three by five index card that I had written maybe in junior high, you know, looking at my handwriting, you know, and I was struggling with my faith. And here I see this card, um, you know, um, where he was crushed for our iniquities. By his scourging, we are healed. Isaiah 53, you know, and it was just, I don't, it just, it just hit me like a ton of bricks, and, and I remember uh, just talking about it to one of my uh, other uh, friends from church, he was an older guy, kind of a mentor to me, and he's like, yeah, Brian, that's the gospel right there, and, and so, um, I, I just, you just remember, it was just a, kind of a, a renewed 
refreshing kind of a stability in my faith um, in that kind of period when I, I felt like, you know, my, my whole, you know, in the high school, you're kind of re- very reliant upon your, your peer group, you know, your friends and the people close to you. And so when that was kind of um, taken away, it was, it was a shaking, shaky time for me. And then the second, I guess, phase, I'd say, um, this, it's, it was actually, it was a good phase. It was, in, it was in college. So go to college, freshman year, in the dorms, right? I was in a triple, you know, three, three guys in, in uh, one room. And so here we are, freshmen, newfound freedom in college, okay? And so we have uh, we one guy who's a SoCal guy. He just went home, went home on the weekends. My other roommate, a professing believer. It, it, this is totally random, the three of us, all professing Christians, okay? My other roommate, though, it's like, okay, freshman year, what, is, what does he do? What, have, what, what is, like, most of the guys on our floor do? It's like, okay, it's, uh, they're rushing fraternities, you know? That's, that was, like, you know, this, the freedom that they have now, this is like, oh, this is college, this is what you do. You know, let's, let's, see, let's see what this what this freedom entails for us, right? And so, yeah, I'm sure lots of you, if you guys have, you know, gone to, you know, been in dorms and stuff in that situation, you've seen that. You know, you see people stumbling home drunk from, um, you know, fraternity parties and whatnot. <clears throat> Sorry, is Isaiah still here? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> um, but, um, but yeah, and, and so just remember seeing that, that was life, you know, true life for them, you know. And, and I remember the theme verse for, for us in our high school group, you know, before leaving for college is John 17, 3. Now this is eternal life. This is eternal life. What is eternal life? Jesus praying that they uh, know you, the one true God in Jesus Christ whom you have sent. And so where, where you know, whereas these guys are, are, are doing that, it's, uh, you know, just going out and just, you know, live in the world. Um, I remember every night, you know, you know, before bed, for me, I, I can't sleep unless I read, read my Bible. That was just, it was just ingrained to me ever since I became a believer through my parents, actually. My mom gave me the study Bible when I was, when I was young, in high school. Um, it was one of those that uh, you know, that has a little Bible protector, protector thing where you can put a slide of pen. It's totally like 90s now, right? Um, <clears throat> but does anyone have that? It's the green one that has all the names of Christ on it, like Jesus, Lamb of God. Did you guys, the Prince of Peace? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice, Chris. Okay. Um, but, you know, it's just ingrained to me. And, and I just, it just, it, 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 you know, it, it wasn't a, a religious thing. It was just a hunger. Um, and, and so that's what I was pursuing. And so my roommates, when they, you know, were going, going to bed and I still wanted to read, I'd go read it in the stairwell, you know, or by the light up from the, from the window from outside so they, they can sleep. But it's just, I couldn't, uh, you know, I, I just needed to dwell with, with, with God. Um, and so actually this Bible, uh, one of my small group guys gave to me uh, when I was in college. And so this was the one that I was, I was reading in the dorms. And, and we were college students, so he can only afford the, the pleather version, not the genuine leather version. That's why it's falling apart. Uh, <clears throat> but, um, but, yeah, and so that, that was very pivotal. Um, and, you know, and by God's grace, this is, this is so crazy. 
So my roommate, who was, you know, rushing fraternities and doing all that stuff, over time, we roomed together for two years, okay? <clears throat> we stuck together um, over time, you know, just, I, I wasn't reading, you know, doing my devos for show. I don't say this to boast, but it was a desire and a hunger. Um, it, 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 it's my relationship with God that he witnessed. Because he's there going to bed, but he could see me. I'm still by the window with my Bible. And over time, God used our relationship to bring him back to himself. And he ends up coming with me to fellowship, you know, and, and you know, later on in junior, senior year. And then eventually, you know, he, he was the best man at my wedding. And then he goes on, and he was leading youth group, high school, fellowship at his church after college. Now he's a father of two kids, walking closely with the Lord and leading younger men, um, uh, pursuing the Lord. So that's, that's, praise God, right? And so, so yeah, so that's, that's, that's me. Thanks, Brian. That was really interesting. I feel like we could listen to Brian talk all day because this is why he's going to be a pastor and a really great one. Um, uh, I think for me, I think oftentimes people say college is probably the time when, you know, like you grow the most. And um, in a lot of ways, that's true. Um, and, you know, kind of like what Brian was saying, college is when you have all this freedom and you really have to make that decision for yourself. Am I going to walk with Christ, or am I not going to? Am I going to pursue the things of the world? And you could make whatever decision you want. You don't have parents there or anyone telling you what to do. Um, but I think for those of us who had that really great um, college Christian fellowship church experience, I think, um, you know, a lot of us are very, or I was very blessed to be in, like, a very nice um, Christian bubble in college, um, and I think um, for me, probably the greatest time of growth was um, post-college, because in a lot of ways, um, what you guys are experiencing right now, or for those of you who are post-out of college, um, that's actually another time where you kind of have to make that decision for yourself. Am I going to continue walking with Christ, or am I not going to? And um, a lot of you may no longer be in that Christian bubble where you're living with believers and you're just with believers 24-7 and everyone is on fire for Christ and um, everyone's just cheering one another on and um, you just might not have that anymore. And a lot of times once you start working, you're, it's just kind of the daily grind and you're around a lot of um, unbelieving coworkers and now you have money and you can decide what you want to spend your money on. Um, so I think for me, um, post-college was a time where I really just invested in the local body, and I got to know people outside of my age group, and I got to know um, older believers and, um, and people in different stages of life, and I think that was where I really found my community. That kind of became my, my new Christian bubble. Um, and just learning from older people and um, even hanging out in, you know, our singles ministry and just um, really being, being able to just grow close to those brothers and sisters in Christ who are in the same stage of life as me. 
um, just being in Bible studies with them, small groups, um, finding discipleship. Um, I think that was, um, yeah, just that kind of young, single, um, young adult career time is just a really um, special time in my life. And me being someone who got married later in life, who had, you know, a kid later in life, I experienced that single life for um, quite a few years. And um, yeah, I mean, looking back, there's definitely that um, it was a tough time just not knowing if I would ever get married and just desiring it, but it was also just such a sweet time of just being able to um, just run the race with other believers and um, really making my faith my own. I think at that point, um, you know, I better knew how to study the Bible and to read it. So once you kind of understand the word more, then you, you desire it more. Once you know how to do your devos, you know, you actually want to dig deep into it instead of just like, okay, what am I going to read today? <laughs> just flip to a random passage, you know. But um, um, I think that was just a really sweet time for me. Um, and I think also in these single years, it's um, a unique time where you have um, you have your health, you have energy, you have time. Um, and, you know, people always say as singles, you know, serve the church, serve the body. And that's true. Um, you should. And it's a great time to do so. But I also think um, for me, it was a great time for me to form um, really good habits and to practice those spiritual disciplines. Um, I think really studying the word, um, memorizing scripture, um, the things that I had time to do back then that I don't necessarily have that kind of time now, um, it has really helped me in these new stages of life where I don't have that time, but at least I know I have passages in my mind that I could bring to mind when I'm struggling or when I'm facing temptation or um, when I'm going through something, at least I know what part of the Bible to go through, go to, because I kind of studied it before. Um, so I think that was, um, yeah, my post-college life was, um, was, yeah, a really good time of growth for me personally. Or I can just share something just real quick. Yeah, I think um, for me, yeah, I don't know if there was any specific moments, um, but yeah, I know like in in, in college, yeah, that was a real eye-opener for me, um, just kind of not being, you know, just around everyone who's a Christian anymore, um, just kind of being on your own. And um, I think, um, yeah, one thing that, that happened kind of, you know, just uh, as Brian was sharing too, his experience in college, yeah, uh, Someone had gotten me uh, a new Bible. I've, ever since I was a little kid, I've just used the same Bible. Uh, it's just whichever one my mom got me. So I didn't know, you know, what there's like different versions or whatever. So I just used the one that she got me, and it was, uh, you know, it was the NAS. Uh, so that's just what I've been using ever since I was a little kid. And, uh, you know, by that time, uh, my Bible was pretty worn. And so before I went to, or, you know, people just kind of noticed. And so, you know, someone bought me, bought me a new Bible. And so it was... Um, it was an NIV, and, you know, I finally got around to just kind of, like, checking it out, and I was like, wow, this is, the words are very different, and it's like, this is, this is so easy to read. I was like, I didn't know you could read the Bible like this, you know, because NAS, it's like, you know, like, it, it's a little, you know, um, 
you know, the structure of it's a little bit different. And so, you know, uh, once I opened it, yeah, every night, yeah, like in the middle of the night when everyone was sleeping, then I just sneak off into the lounge and I just start reading it because it was like, I, I can't believe the Bible is so easy to read. <laughs> and so, yeah, I just kind of went through it really quick. Uh, and so, yeah, that, that was very helpful um, for me because, yeah, college, you know, that you can kind of have your ups and downs just kind of with, you know, different crowds and stuff. So, um, and then another one um, was a conference um, post-college, you know, probably a few years after college. Um, went to this conference, um, just like a, you know, a Bible conference thing. And, um, yeah, and it's just like just hearing the people speak, um, just like their knowledge and command of, of the word. And, and then even just in like in the little, like, you know, breakout sessions and stuff, like the little workshops and stuff. Now I just came away just realizing just how little of the Bible I knew. You know, I grew up as a Christian. I'd read my Bible, do my devos, you know, go to church and fellowship and all that stuff, you know, my whole life. And yet here I am, you know, kind of like, kind of like mid-20s, you know, and like, wow, like, there's really so much more of the Bible that I have, like, there's just so much depth to it that I just never really realized. And then from that point, I was like, wow, like, I didn't know there could be so much you can learn, you know, in God's word. And then from then, I think, yeah, that's really when I, you know, wanted to get much more serious in studying and, and just learning, you know, as much as I could. Uh, so that was, yeah, that was another one. I don't think I had an aha moment like everyone did. Um, but I will say that um, the, um, having a lifetime of being a Christian since high school, I think my highlights are, are right now. Um, I think the point Bill and I are at in retirement age, we want to finish well. And now, like Tiff, she, she had time, and you have time after college. We have time now. And so we have the opportunity. You wonder, why are two old people up here? It's, um, I think it's a, it's a real uh, opportunity for us to, and, and a real joy to be able to get to know you and to actually know some young people and not, not just older people. And so um, I think the last couple of years actually have been um, highlights for me in being able to get to know everyone a little bit better and to spend time before rushing off with kids or with work. Um, I don't have that time. I do have more time now. And so it's a unique time for us to be able to spend more time. And, you know, watching Bill, he's like, you know, always studying for his Sunday school class. Or, you know, he has, as my son just said to me tonight, you guys have so many meetings. And it's because we have the time to spend with people. And so um, I think that's my highlight is being able to, to share that time with um, whoever I get to. Yeah, I, I think um, I, um, I have to, Kathy and I talk about this. We, we, um, we don't, at least I don't remember any particular time that, that was especially um, um, different. Uh, uh, it seemed like we were just going through life, you know. But I do think, I do reflect on it. I think the foundation 
that I that um, I had early on in terms of um, you know the, uh, my Sunday school teachers and and um, uh, I had a few mentors um, that helped set a kind of a foundation uh, for growth um, throughout the years. I, I think the pro a lot of times you get too kind of busy. You know, uh, I, I don't think we we weren't single very long. Uh, I think we got married not too long after after we finished school. Um, and then, and then, then, you know. Um, so, so it's just kind of like just going through life. But, but if you have that foundation um, of at least basic stuff, just some of the things that we've already heard about reading the Bible um, regularly and and uh, uh, paying attention to, to to what you're learning, and and then also being humble to realize that you don't know it all. Um, those are some basic traits, um, and, and it's all biblical. If you read the Bible carefully, you you know. Or not even that carefully. You can see that it's it's talking about, um, you know, loving God and then loving one another, and and then and then in order to love God, you have to know Him. So you read the Bible, and then also to know Him, um, you have to pray to Him, to, to talk to Him, and then it goes also with with uh, our relationships with with each other. Uh, so you know, there's been so many people that poured into my life uh, over the years and into our both of our lives, and and, and also that. Um, uh, We've had some opportunity to pour into some other people's lives, but but it's busy. It's just busy, and and, and um, you know you, you you have to work. You know you have to learn. You have to keep growing. You have a lot of responsibility, and it gets more and more. Um, and, and and so, but I think those habits and those disciplines that that you kind of um, that you you build, it just kind of if you, if you kind of continue with through your life, I think it, it holds you in good stead uh, as far as walking with God. Uh, and because we look around, I mean, there's, there's lots who, who, who um, lots of people who um, uh, we know that are no longer walking with God, of course. And there's b many others that uh, came to faith later on, and, and they're, they're like on fire, you know, and so, but I think our lives are pretty boring, you know, we're, we're very steady, you know, just kind of steady, just kind of go along, but, but it's busy. And, and as Kathy said, we, uh, I think in this time of our life, um, uh, to this time of our lives, uh, we, we like to be able to to, to do this. Uh, to, 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 you know, every season has its time and advantages, and um, uh, this is a season where we can do this uh, uh, to have the time to go to all these meetings and doing all this. Uh, yeah, I get to study whatever I want to study instead of having somebody tell me what I have to study. Um, so that's kind of fun to, to do that. Um, because that doesn't end, right? You always have to keep growing and learning. Because Jesus didn't say, uh, "Believe in me," and that's it. Uh, he says, you know, he wants you to, you know, get to know him better and and to serve him and to, you know, look out for other people and then and then also, you know, be humble enough to keep on growing and and always wanting to 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 get to know him better by looking into his word more. So it doesn't end um, until uh, uh, at least uh, until we go into the next step, which is. Uh, uh, when we see him in in, um, uh, in heaven, um, so um, you know that. So, so you know, if you come and talk to me, I'll just say, yeah, my life's kind of boring in one sense, you know. But but then I've done a lot of stuff, so it's, that that's kind of fun too. I look back and I say, well, God's been really faithful, letting me do a lot of different things, and and uh, I hope I was able to please Him in some of it. I know I there's certain things I'm running through my mind is that I didn't do too well in some of those other things, uh, and. Uh, um, uh, but he was faithful to me, let me keep on going. So.
Yeah, thank you guys for sharing um, just about how the Lord has just grown each of you. It could be uh, even through the trial of, um, of a close friend uh, falling away from the faith or leaving the faith. It could be during times of college or during uh, post-college. And uh, Bill and Kathy just remind us, yeah, it's just the steady, uh, the steady ministry of God's word and the spirit in our lives and even just being part of church community. So thank you guys for, yeah, just reminding us of just the myriad of ways and even in the uh, mundane ways that uh, God works in our lives. Um, another question, um, a lot of us uh, live at home uh, with parents or just, you know, we don't have a lot of privacy. So um, one question uh, I was, I'll just say I want to ask, and I, I'll, I'll, well, I'll just say I want to ask you guys is, could you share um, what ministry to your family looks like? It could be to a sibling and I'll say, and your parents. So could you share about what ministry to your parents has looked like? And could you share, and of course, uh, could you share whether you come from an, you already shared, but could you share whether you come from a believing or unbelieving home? Um, because uh, some of us come from unbelieving homes where we're trying to share the gospel with our sibling and with our parents. And other others of us come from uh, believing and professing homes where, we're, where some of us aren't sure where our parents or family stand. Um, so again, not everyone has to share, but um, yeah, just uh, want to ask what yeah ministry to your family looks like, and that's already enough questions. But if you also want to share, you can just share what ministry to each other. And not that Laura, unfortunately, Laura isn't here, but you can also share what ministry to each other looks like. Um, but I know um, a lot of us have talked about um, how do we reach out to our family who's believing as well as our family who's unbelieving. I'll hand the mic over to Brian, but he doesn't have to go first again. But yes, pressure. Hello. Okay. I guess it, something that is um, a, a recent development in our family life. Um, it is the uh, it is the uh, salvation of Laura's mom, uh, which uh, it was this was yeah, this this past year, and so yeah, th this should really be Laura ex explaining this. Um, but you know, I I. I yeah, it's just been such an encouragement, and and so Laura's mom, um, her, so her parents. Okay, um, I mentioned before, Dad. You know, they're, you know, a lot of degrees. You know, he was, so it, it what. <laughs> so, um, sorry, this just came up. So so Laura's dad, he his profession was uh, a, a failure analysis tech. You know, for like semiconductors and stuff. And so he would analyze, you know, the, the point of failure for, like, you know, those, you know, electronics and whatnot. So it's kind of interesting. It's funny. Um, one of uh, Laura's sisters, uh, a former boyfriend, said, oh, no, is he going to analyze me and find that I'm a failure? <laughs> uh, hilarious. Um, but and so her, her parents, you know, so he is a very cerebral guy, okay? And so his, you know, it, it, it's interesting. For, for a long time, you know, after they were kind of a... Turned off from their church experience with the church and the pressure to become to be baptized, um, 
it seemed like they they just did not want anything to do with uh, with with God, with Christianity, and um, with Jesus Christ. And so they kind of like they they would tolerate it, being that Laura and I were believers. Um, but it's not that they would, uh, you know, uh, indulge themselves in it. Um, and Laura's mom, she's uh, you know she's a, a painter as a hobby, you know. And so, very free thinker, um, you know, uh, initially, you know, very much into the Eastern religions as well. But, um, yeah, not, you know, didn't want to have anything to do with Christianity for the longest time. Um, uh, but over time, I think just with the, you know, passing of the years, I know for Laura's dad, you know, seeing, like, family members pass away. And, and I mean, they're, they're older. Uh, they are older. Um, they had children later in life. And so just the reality of death coming and so you know he kind of warmed to the idea of at least being exposed to scripture and so because he's such a cerebral guy his mentality is i need to study the bible i need to know this thing in and out before i can uh you know come to the point of decision um and so yeah so we gave him a macarthur study bible and so he's been studying that um you know on his time but Interestingly, it was Laura's mom who who came to faith before, um, and so I, and the thing is, I mean, Laura has been, you know, praying for her parents. We've been praying for her parents, and and you know, it comes up in conversation, and and she, and Laura has been very very direct about it. I, I you know, it, it's like like talking to her dad. It, it's like well, well, I remember conversations about okay, the point of studying their Bible, it's not to become saved. Christ already died for you because he loves you. The point of studying the Bible is to be able to know the one who died for you, to know the God who sent his son on your behalf. And so, you know, like conversations like that, it's like we're talking to her dad, but it's like her mom is listening, you know. And so this past year, yeah, it's, you know, she she professed to believe in Christ. You know, it's, you know. I mean, I kind of, I, I saw, like, just, she's warmed to it, you know, she's not, you know, like, the, the guard's down, you know, the, you know, it's like she's, she's not as antagonistic, um, and she welcomed the conversation, and, and then while she was in Taiwan, actually, uh, this, this past season, she wanted to get baptized there, at a church there, um, but, you know, um, that didn't go through. I mean, this is a good thing. The church figured, oh, you know, you're not going to be a member here. Why are you, you going to be baptized here? And that makes sense. And so, but in any case, that is that is that is their story. I guess uh, I can I can share uh, maybe a little bit. Um, well, I mean, for at least for Tiff and myself, you know, we come from um, Christian homes, so. Um, and like a lot of our, you know, um, other uh, family members might uh, also be be saved as well. So, um, yeah, it's a little, you know, in that sense, you know, and then growing up in the church, you know, pretty much everyone you know and everyone's parents are, are all Christians. Um, yeah, but it wasn't really until, you know, just being a part of like the career fellowship. And we, you know, had like a lot of people coming in from a lot of different places. And, you know, a lot of them had... Um, family members that were not saved, you know, whether they got, you know, maybe they themselves got saved in college or at a, at a different time. Um, yeah, that was kind of like a first real exposure to what it was like and just kind of like the, the struggles um, that they would have. Um, yeah, and I think, 
uh, I think one of the, the common themes I think that they would share uh, or you know, just kind of gathering from what they're sharing is, yeah, it's, it's really hard, uh, especially like when you're at home too, um, because really like even though you're a Christian, like you know, they as your family, and then it goes the same as marriage too, right? I mean, there's really nowhere to hide um, they're going to see the best of you, but they're also going to see the worst of you. And, you know, when they see you as a Christian and they see the worst of you, um, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of rough on your testimony. And, I mean, that's just not at home. That's everywhere you go, right? Um, and so I think just, I think one of the things that, you know, I would try to encourage um, those uh, of you that um, maybe have, you know, unsaved family um, and maybe, you know, you're living with them too. Uh, you know, I know that it's, you know, I know it's hard. Um, but yeah, I would say I would, yeah, really encourage you guys to really, I mean, just really love your family, love, you know, especially if it's like your parents, um, you know, because they see, I think a lot of the, a lot of what you know, maybe, you know, people share is like, you know, they, the parents see that their, you know, children are involved in the church, you know, they do all the stuff that they want, you know, for church and, you know, they'll give to the church, they'll spend, you know, all their days and nights at church, but, you know, when the family needs them, they're, they're not there, you know, and it's, you know, I think for, from a parent's perspective, I think that's pretty hard to see, you know, and, and so, you know, um, just kind of hearing and seeing that, yeah, I would, yeah, I mean, if you guys have the opportunity, you know, and that's something that maybe, you know, you guys kind of wrestle with, um, you know, that's something that I would maybe, try and consider too and you know even just you know spending time with them you know just caring for them you know try to serve them in in any way um you know and i think that that really goes a long way to softening their hearts i think because um, a lot of times yeah they, they do see you know the church kind of as you know as kind of like and you know it's it's an antagonizer to their family it's competition for you know their children's you know time and affection and care and so you know it kind of you know leaves kind of like a sour taste in their mouth um but um so yeah i would encourage you guys with that um but also yeah one thing also is you know just continue praying um because you never know i mean you, you just never know when when it will be you know like when when they will come to saving faith, um, you know, because um, God can save anyone. And I don't know if, if you know, um, you want to share, you know, something about like your, your granddad, maybe. Um, okay. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, because um, I know, you know, not too long ago, um, you know, Tip's um, grandfather passed away and, you know, his whole life, you know, not a believer, you know, nothing to do with you know, Christianity, the gospel, you know, just your regular, you know, typical Chinese man, you know, self-made man, you know, you know, uh, taking care of himself, taking care of his family, you know, um, those are his priorities. And so, um, yeah, so he was, you know, he's sick, you know, in the hospital and, you know, it just wasn't looking very good. And, you know, and, you know, th this is the kind of person like, I know, like in my mind and, and, and heart and heart, you know, you just kind of think, oh, there's, there's no way, right? There's just no way, you know, like, um, but, you know, Tiff was, Tiff was always hopeful, and I, you know, like, she, she sought, you know, some of the help of, you know, our Cantonese brothers, and, you know, we had, 
like um, Benny and Sam, you know, I mean, even though they're like just super busy with everything, you know, like once we brought that up to him, once we brought that up to them, they kind of just dropped whatever and they just went over, you know, shared the gospel and, you know, they got to do it a couple times and lo and behold, like, you know, he, he professed saving faith in Jesus Christ and, and even then, even then I'm like, I don't know, right? Because I mean, because like you just, you know, you know, I mean, you, you hope for the best, but you know, you just don't know, like, you know, what kind of state of mind people are in when they're, when they're, when they're close to death. But, you know, Tiff had a chance to talk to him and, you know, like he was like a changed man, you know, even within that like day, you know, the next day, the next couple days. I mean, this is a totally, totally different man from kind of like what maybe we, we knew and like, I mean, there's really no reason to doubt, like, you know, really what God did just in that short amount of time. And, and so, I mean, yeah, you just, you just never know. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think one thing that I would share is that, you know, uh, I share this before with other people too, is like, I remember this one guy, um, he told me like, um, yeah, he said, I mean, he was like, he, he's from like Romania and he like, he does like, you know, like he, he works or helps out with his church there. And he, you know, he was like really kind of bummed about what was happening in the church is just, you know, just not growing, just, you know, just really a struggle, you know, just to even have a congregation seem like. And so, you know, but he was telling me, yeah, you know, like as much as we want people to be saved, you know, God wants them to be saved even more. And, and so that's something that always stuck with me. And yeah, like, you know, like, yeah, like you just, uh, you know, if you guys are in that situation where you have loved ones that aren't saved, like, you know, you, as much as you'd want them to be saved, just, you know, just know that, you know, God wants them to be saved even more. And, and really only God is the one that can do anything about it. And, and so, yeah, you don't ever have to lose hope, um, but, you know, you can just do as much as you can, you know, um, by God's grace. Uh, and, you know, just trust in, you know, just trust in the Lord and, and what he can do. I'll just echo what Tim said about um, about your family life. Uh, you may be a Christian and your testimony at home and your parents don't respond. Um, my sister and I were Christians at home um, and we would invite our parents to church. We would give them tracts. I would ask my kids to go talk to Papa and Gung Gung and give them tracts and talk to them, ask them to pray. But uh, in the long run, um, continue, don't ever give up hope for um, someone who's not a believer. Continue to pray for them. Continue to hope. And it may not be you that brings them to Christ, but um, it might be someone else that brings them to Christ. Um, as like Tim's just said, it's God's the one who saves. And um, that is what happened with my mom as well. She'd gone to Christmas programs, we prayed with her. The kids would give her tracts. Um, she listened to gospel presentations. Uh, she was asked several times, would you like to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior? No, thank you. But in the long run, when time came, uh, when she was ready and God prepared her heart, she was the one. Um, she had just gone through. Uh, a reaction from chemotherapy, and she was in a hospital bed. 
I asked her, do you want me to pray with you? No, I want so-and-so to pray with me. And so-and-so was someone who had presented the gospel to her um, several times, very persistently, and she always said, no, thank you. But then she said, I want to pray with her. And that was when my mother accepted Christ. And so it's, it's not necessarily you who are going to bring them to Christ, but um, your prayers and just persistence, and, um, and God will bring them to Christ. But, um, but I would say never give up because we thought my mom was a lost cause, and I think probably Tiff thought her grandfather was a lost cause. But God is the one who ultimately saves I have, a, I have a different take on, on, on this question. Um, I live with my mother, too. She's 92 years old. Um, and and uh, it's different. Um, she didn't live with us through most of our married life. But um, she's living with us now. It's been almost 10 years. She's been living with us for almost 10 years after my father passed. Uh, and... Um, and uh, uh, my perspective on this, Kathy and I had this discussion. She's our ministry. She's our ministry. Um, uh, because if we're called to, to, to love one another, um, I know some of you, don't, don't tell me. I, I don't, I'm, I'm guessing that some of you are probably wishing that you were not living with your parents at this time um, because, because of, of, of certain um, interactions. Um, and I can tell you that sometimes I feel that way too, okay? Um, because of certain interactions, but, but, but we treat it now as a ministry. It, it's a ministry. We're, we're, if we're called to love one another, and my mother's a believer, uh, she's a believer, um, and, and um, again, I see the worst in her. She sees the worst in me, and, uh, uh, and it's still like that. Uh, but yet, at the same time, it's kind of like uh, I, I understand that this is actually another area where God wants me to grow, continue to grow, uh, because um, this is a challenge. It's actually a challenge to, to actually, if you're a believer, do you really let the Holy Spirit control your life all the time? And, and, not, and none of us are successful in that in this world and in this life. But, um, but I think that um, uh, uh, one of the things I, 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 I'm always challenged to remember this, if I can't take care of my own family, if I, if I, if I can't treat my family the way God wants me to, you know. How can I treat anybody else that way? You know, with all the sacrifices and all the, um, all, all the really love, although it's very tough love. If you look at me closely, my left ear is longer than my right ear. That's when my mother used to do this to me. <laughs> so, so, so she was a tough, tough lady, and she still is. But she doesn't do that anymore. You know, so, uh, she, she sits on the other side of the table when we have meals. But I used to sit next to her when we were growing up. Oh, boy. Um, but, but, um, but, but that's the test. Um, uh, uh, it, it's actually part of how we grow uh, in, in our lives.
relationships. Uh, so, so if you're living at home with your, your, your folks, um, understand that um, um, you're actually, you are a testimony to them. Um, just like I'm a testimony to my mom, you know. So, so I'm, I'm there right with you. Hard to believe, right? You know, gee, how old is this guy? He's still with his mother. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, there's, there's a certain dynamic. Uh, if you're ever interested, if you're ever in that situation, um, just remember you're not the only one. You know, other people have to do that too. But uh, it is, it's a challenge for growth. Um, so, so, but, but I have to say, my mother became a believer um, uh, when I wasn't around. I was away at school. And, and then I came home and said, oh, yeah, mom and dad are believers. Uh, so my dad's, that's due to my sisters. Uh, so so you know, live faithfully, and people know, they can see. Um, and I, I've heard from Brian, and I heard from uh, Tim and Tiff how, how uh, their lives impacted other people um, just as they were faithful in, in how they lived their Christian life. It doesn't have to be perfect, but they can see, you know, uh, your intentions. If you live with somebody long enough, you, you can see. And, uh, um, and, and so that's what, what, what does God want us to be? He wants us to be faithful. And, and, it, and it plays out. There's fruit in your life, and, and people can see that. So. Thank you guys for answering all that. I was, I was encouraged by just, yeah, by even just, it's really your testimonies of God's work. Uh, just, in, just not always through you, but through, through others. So thank you guys for sharing. Yeah, just, just even encouraging us to be faithful, to care for our, yeah, our family, our friend, and friends in our lives. We have about five more minutes. I want, we could also end early, but um, I also want to just give you guys an opportunity. There were, there were a lot of questions we didn't answer about how you guys met, and all, as well as questions from uh, the forum. I'm just going to sort of leave it open. If anyone wants to answer questions from the forum or other questions we didn't ask you, I'll just give you guys the mic for five minutes, or we could end early. It is totally up to you guys <laughs> um, on if anyone wants to answer any of the questions from the forum, just to encourage us. I'll give it to Brian just to put pressure, not on myself, but I'll take it away in 30 seconds if no one starts talking. <laughs> okay, well, so <laughs> Laura actually wrote, wrote up a few responses. Okay. And I figured, um, yeah, she put in the work, so I'll, I'll, I'll read what she wrote. Okay, sorry. Yeah, it, it's not like five pages or anything. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay, yeah, it's in a text here. Okay, milk, eggs, and, oh, sorry. Okay, <laughs> just playing. Um, so, so there was a question um, I, just about, like, you know, how, I think they, uh, they, the questions that uh, she received had a common theme um, about, you know, just how, you know, life as a mom, how do you manage, manage the family, how do you manage all the kids? Um, and so, uh, this is one question. Laura, what are your top one or two secrets for being able to manage a household of six? Okay. And this is Laura's response. I have no secrets. I still don't know how to manage. Ha ha. Okay, next question. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Sorry. Oh, it goes on. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, but the biggest takeaway from motherhood and having tried in vain 
to do things in my own effort is that I just can't do it. I don't have it in me to do all the things, to love my husband and be his helper, to love my children and teach and disciple them in the Lord, and to manage my home and do the dishes and cook and clean and all that. In and of my in, in sorry in and of myself, I can't do it. And you know what? I think that a lot of the lessons I've learned in life were to bring me to this point where I acknowledge my own sinfulness and the fact that I can't. I can't follow I can't follow the law perfectly according to His standard. I can't save myself. I can't be holy as He is holy. I can't be like Christ or point anyone to Christ, for Jesus says, apart from me, you can do nothing. It all points me to my need for my Savior and how I need only to trust in him and depend on him for life, breath, and everything. And he will supply, he will sustain, his grace is sufficient for me, and he is my hope, and I can rest in him. Psalm 127, verses 1 to 2, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build, build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. He is the one who builds the house, and he is the one who builds his church, and to him belongs all the glory. Um, and in terms of practical things to manage a household, like the home, having a regular system for getting the dishes and the laundry done without having to really think about it so it doesn't become like a project or disaster management helps. And also just being okay with not being able to check even one thing off my to-do list when the kids are awake really helps manage my expectations for the day and just allows me to enjoy the time I have with the kids without thinking about what chores I could be doing at the moment. Ha-ha, I know, right? Um, of all the things I could dream about doing. Chores, um, yeah, and the last one, sorry, I don't want to take too much time. Um, uh, uh, see, what is something you've learned when you became a mother? Um, another thing I learned when I became a mother and that I am still learning is how to prioritize my life and focus on what matters most, on my primary responsibilities, and to learn how to say no to the rest. So my first and foremost responsibility is to love God with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. And after that, to love my neighbor, the primary of which is my husband. Nice. Um, <laughs> I, I, I have not read this yet. I'm, I'm, I'm reading this totally cold right now. So um, I'm kind of nervous about what's next. <laughs> uh, <laughs> primary of which is my husband. And next is my kids that he's placed in my care and then everyone else. I'm still learning every day more about what it means to love and to submit to my husband and be a helper to him and take care of him, the kids, and the home so that I can en enable him to do whatever work, school, ministry God has given him to do. I have to prioritize my time with God and my time with my family. And even if there are good things, I like, like even doing ministry at church that are taking me away from my duties within my home. Like if I'm constantly asking Brian to take care of the kids so that I can do ministry instead of the other way around, or if I'm so sleep-deprived and caffeine-dependent that I yell and exhibit no patience when teaching and discipling my kids, or, if start, or I start having hives and migraines and getting into car accidents. Yeah, that was last year for us. <laughs> then it's time to step down from ministry for a while, little while, and that is okay, and that it doesn't mean I don't care about the people I'm serving. This is where I'm at right now. I'm sorry I can't be there in person with you all. I love you all, and 
and I want to be there to walk alongside you, but God has been showing me over the past year that I need to step down from some of the ministries um, and serving in joiners is one of them. I'm still here for you ladies if you ever need to talk. I just can't be, be there on Friday nights. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so that's why she's not here. <laughs> I, I think um, if you have any questions for us, just come up to us uh, sometime or other. Yeah, I don't know about Tim and Tiff. But. Um, no, I think that's okay. I mean, I don't know, unless you guys want to answer more of the questions, that's fine too. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, I know you guys put in a lot of thought in some of these questions. So, you know, I don't want them to kind of go by the wayside. But, yeah, we'll be here. So you can, you know, um, talk to us anytime too. All right. Thank you, guys. Um, this Again, tonight was, uh, was really, we'll have more of these nights uh, in the future, not to put more pressure on you guys. Um, but again, um, we'll have an extended time of refreshment, so there'll be, there'll be no discussion groups tonight. Um, but again, just want to thank, uh, thank you, including Laura, uh, for just, yeah, for being here and uh, really just encouraging us uh, in our walk with the Lord and encouraging us to love the Lord. Um, so with that, let me close us uh, in prayer, and then we'll have refreshments in the foyer um, with all our counselors, too. So let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, uh, Lord, we're reminded uh, right now uh, to praise you. Uh, we, we have just even heard of just how you've worked, uh, just even in our counselors' lives and in their families. Lord, we thank you uh, for, and we praise you for just the many ways you work. You work uh, in our lives when friends or family walk away from the faith. You work uh, in our lives through your spirit, just through the daily, uh, and even when we're not faithful, even in the weekly or monthly or yearly, the, those, those few times we're in your word. We thank you uh, for revealing your word to us and teaching us through it and sanctifying us and building us up just through, through yeah, those times in your word. Uh, we thank you for the ministry of our brothers and sisters at SF Bible and the churches we've attended and been part of in the past. Lord, you, uh, you work in us, and we thank you for that. Lord, I pray that uh, all of us in joint heirs and even those who are listening uh, online and in the recording, um, that we would uh, hear what our counselors have said, and we, we pray that we would uh, feel closer with them, but that we're also, um, in a sense, inspired and invigorated to uh, emulate uh, the good examples, um, ministering to our families and being in your word um, and caring for uh, those who are close in our lives and even in prioritizing you and, our, and prioritizing loving you with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. So Lord, we thank you for tonight. Uh, we pray that uh, even this encouragement would just continue over refreshments. So Lord, we, again, we thank you. We pray this on your son's name. Amen. All right, thank you again for our counselors. Again, um, I know we didn't have all the time to answer questions, but feel free to ask them um, during refreshments and in future weeks. You know, they've been joining a lot of our discussion groups. Um, and of course, they're here on Sunday too. So, um, you know, if, just because Laura isn't here, I want to single her out and say, you know, if you're encouraged, make sure to say, say hi to her uh, on Sunday. Um, I missed, you know, their four kids running around. Um, but yeah. Um, Thanks, everyone, and all ask us to give a warm clapping for our counselors.
Yeah, and with that, um, we can have refreshments in the foyer. Um, and thanks, everyone. Have a good night. <laughs>